And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. I was thinking I'd redo that opening, and so it goes something like, and now, Nepal's number one automotive podcast. <laughs> you know, with sound effects like this. Hold on. And now, Nepal's. Maybe, uh, Will, do you have a gong? Uh, you're in the control room there. Put a gong in after I say Nepal. And now, Nepal's gong. Number one automotive podcast. Spike's Car Radio. You're number one in Nepal. I'm number one in Iceland. Welcome to Nepal's Nepal. Number one automotive podcast for cars and comedy. And number co- one in nipples and Nepal. Oh, don't interrupt the bit, Zuckerman. Don't jump in. And COVID. Because <laughs> Zuckerman's wearing a Christmas hat. He seems to be in good spirits. Welcome to all of you guys. Welcome to Iceland's number one automotive podcast. Gong. Throwing a gong there, too. Um, we're happy to be with you guys. Um, you know, I turn these lights on, Zuckerman, because we have to do a message for Porsche. But no, we're not doing it right now. I and know, it's but hurting it's my nice eyeballs. to have a little light. I'm fine like this. Your eyeballs my- are really affected by fluorescence. They're I mean, fluorescent. already we're into weirdness. We're not, they're not fluorescent. We're podcasting in the dark now. It's not dark. It's completely light here. <laughs> you could read the Torah in this Look place. Look at you. I don't want to look at that this whole podcast. You're going to I was on a roll. Now you've thrown me off my skateboard once again. <laughs> anyway, how well, are what's you, everybody? Wrong? They're, they're bright LED I lights. I like that. It reminds me of being in a studio. Too bright. They're melting my retina. Retinas. <laughs> are you that fragile? Yes. <laughs> I'm wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> Good Lord, everybody. Here we are. It's nice to be with you all. Um, I don't know. Zuckerman, did you see this LeBron video, this 918 LeBron video that everybody's been sending? No. A million people didn't send it to you? I, 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 they've sent it to me. I have not had time to stop from making money and practicing law to but look at this That's not true. Kind of- look, you're on Instagram more than a little girl. It's it's insane. You're a little girl. <laughs> what, you're, okay. We're sending each other animal videos all day, so obviously you're checking messages. But at this moment, this morning, I was busy this is this happened a few days ago okay over whatever what happened i didn't see it's just a you know a couple of goofballs in a car it looks like it's the 10 or the 101 and lebron goes by you know how you're moving at the same speed 65 55 he suddenly the frame is empty lebron and a 918 goes by looks and waves and then moves on notable because it's lebron and a porsche lebron james that's fantastic. It was fantastic news. He's also my neighbor. He lives He lives near me. Have you said hello? I, I, I don't know him, but we ride our bikes by his house uh, to look at the security guys. The security guys know me. <laughs> it's quite an operation he's got going on I over there. I would avert my eyes. They could shoot you in the head. But I would he, shoot you in the head. Oh, if- no, they're all, everybody's really nice. There are a lot of people with security in my neighborhood, It's it, but his more so than anybody. It's like one of those houses that has... You know, uh, four or five big black vans, like, you know, to passenger vans, like they're going to parties or something. Uh, a couple of cool security guys that are out front. It always looks like something exciting is happening there. And they don't want you. No, they, they're you know, actually... in the neighborhood they don't they're want. Pretty, they, everybody seems pretty friendly. Every, you know, again, I know nothing except I'm walking by exercising. I know Listen to that. Put, put that yes. in the book. Write that down. Yes. I know nothing. I'm admitting I know nothing about this situation other than, look, it's exciting to have LeBron James in your neighborhood. And he seems 
at least it's a very friendly situation as opposed to some of the other people who might live in that neighborhood. There are others who have a less friendly kind of exterior thing happening. <laughs> like the Israeli uh, commando security guards that will really shoot you in the head? Those guys or the people who walk behind the people who have the guns clearly in their oversized sweatshirts or just the giant imposing gates with 10,000 cameras. It's kind of fun. But anyway, he's a Porsche guy. Of course, everybody's saying, well, why don't you get him on the podcast? Well, it's, okay, sure. Give us his number. Yeah. <laughs> give us Thanks. his number. Send us the number and we'll give a call. I do have his number. I do have a way to get to him professionally for the showbiz side of things, but I'm not sure. This is like one of those entertainment things, Zuckerman. It's like you always have to be careful about who does the tap on the shoulder to ask someone for a favor, right? And the people I know are on the TV side of things. And I'm not sure those guys are going to advocate. Like you call them up and go, hey, I got this dumb podcast. The three guys listen to in Nepal and Iceland. It's and the number one show in Guatemala. And we need you, know, you on. <laughs> he looked funny in the car, too, because, you know, like all basketball players, they're he's a, to 10 feet tall. Yeah, he's kind of sticking out like a giraffe a little bit. And it's funny. And, you know, I don't know. But I liked it. I mean, I'm excited. If he were really into Porsches, I'd love to have him on. And plus, I'm a fan. And he's the greatest. Hey, he seems like a great guy. Uh, yeah, we'll figure out a way to try to ask him. I'm asking all sorts of folks here. I'm waiting for some pretty exciting yeses that I'm hoping are going to be in the, the coming weeks that'll make you guys laugh. Um, because now that we are the number one show in Iceland. And Slovenia. I'm missing one. Slovenia, there it is. And Croatia. <laughs> now that we are also the number one show, Zuckerman, I have tons of ads to get. Blue Chews. Which is good. No, Blue Chew is not. Come back, Blue Chew. They're not responding. I never got my dick pills. I want them. They are not responding. I'm going to keep advertising for them, whether they like it or not. You just did. I wish you didn't because you're giving away money to these people. I'm going to crush them up and snort them through my hose. <laughs> I liked it better when your hose had teeth. Anyway, listen up, fellas. 2020 sucked. It's new year coming. New balls with our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best men's below the belt grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They don't have to be this crude. You know, this is a great company. I love these guys. They help two million men um, and women and dogs all over the world get rid of the hair on their jingle balls, jingle special balls. Place. Right. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to do the reboot, stay clean and shaved in 2021. There's a lot more of this ad here, but you know what? They just sent me the uh, the nose hair clippers. (laughs) And I'm telling you, dude, I, I put them up there and there was no problem. It's, it doesn't, these these clippers that these guys sell don't bite you. You don't have to worry about bites wherever you're putting these things. So you got to get the Lawnmower 3.0. You got to get that night nose clipper that I forget. They've got crop reviver and ball toner sprays. <laughs> they got a lot of stuff that I laughed at in the beginning, but now I love these guys. Um, and if you buy, let's see where it says this. Um, they're even going to throw their shed travel bag in to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. I have it. I use it. Um, they have anti-chafing boxer briefs. You know, I started laughing about this stuff, Zuckerman, but as during the quarantine, transitioning to loungewear and always wanting to be comfortable, I kind of look forward to my Saturday night manscaping whole routine. This is so horrible. Now, I like the product, but I think that it has to be clear. It's and all for me. The manscaping, the bag should be monogrammed, and it should say, do not touch. 
You don't want. Would you imagine touching somebody else's manscaping yeah, it's tools? Yeah, it's not for anybody else. Spalling crossbones on there. Nuclear yeah, waste for sure. cro- uh, warnings. Anyway, they don't want you to have hairy balls in the year 2020, and I agree with them. So you need to go to manscaped.com. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping with your spike code, which is the code SPIKE911. What a perfect Christmas gift. SPIKE911. 20% off and free shipping. All you need to go is to manscaped.com. You get 20% off and free shipping. Do it. Trust me on this one. I love our sponsors this episode, Zuckerman. They all have impacted my life in a positive way. And uh, it makes it very easy for me to sell that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, in a little you. bit, we are going to have Butch Lightsinger and the Bugatti Chiron Sport on the show. We did a little uh, second act two of the podcast today that you're going to listen to where Butch Lightsinger, uh, who's a pro driver, uh, is working for Bugatti, showed up in my driveway with a Bugatti Chiron Sport um, in a dark blue with exposed carbon fiber. And all I'm going to tell you is... We then went to Bill's and had a great conversation and some weird stuff happened at the end. <laughs> Nothing to do with Bugattis, but really made me laugh. But this car is nothing like I thought it was. It, and and we'll get more into that. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but maybe some of you have driven this or know this car and know this. But it reminded me of when I first uh, heard that I was a 9-11 guy and what I thought I, I knew about Porsche and I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong about this car. Well, I can ruin one surprise and tell Go all ahead. the listeners I did not get a ride in the car. Yeah. Okay. Now, we did talk about that. He was he left my house and went right to Newport Beach. He had three days of stuff. But they are trying to get the car. The car does base here at Ogara when it's not traveling the country. And right now, it's traveling. It, it's going from New... This guy, literally, it's a great gig. He drives... This uh, Sharon, <laughs> like he, he's taking it there, then he takes it to Vegas. He does these kind of special drives. It's a $4 million car, Zuckerman. And they know you, and they want to put you in it, and they know when it's here, they're going to tap me on the shoulder, and they're going to uh, do what they did okay. for me. Okay, I'm holding, I'm holding the, you to this. For yeah, yeah, I'm not lying. No, I did tell them you that. You <clears throat> And what's surprising about it is, at first I thought, well, why would you want to drive it around here? You would very easily drive it around here. Good. But when you step on that acceleration, does it melt your face? It's like nothing I've ever. It's just a new experience for me. It was a new experience, and we'll get into that. Um, what else can we talk about here? Oh man, I went down. I lit up a good cigar last night. This Arturo Fuente uh, little stubby deal, Grand Hemingways they're called. And uh, when I do that, I look look at news and I look at cars, and eventually I find my way to next door, Zuckerman. And I've been really good about not interacting with the nut jobs on next door because it kind of ruins my night when I do it. I get in an argument with someone and then I'm obsessively checking it and mm-hmm, fighting back. Mm-hmm. And but last night I couldn't resist because here we are, uh, L.A. at the worst point of this pandemic ever. Right? We've not had more body bags coming out of the back of hospitals, more new cases. Everybody's pretty frightened. And there's a small group of uh, uh, parents on the west side in our little bubble here. And I don't mean that like a safety bubble. I mean in not a reality bubble. These, these entitled, privileged people who decided last night to post about, we've got to get the kids back in school now. Today. That's last night, Zuckerman. 
with 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 the whole world shutting down and the school has just shut down. I, you know, and I just started thinking about because I have such admiration for the teachers who are teaching my kids. Right. It's not easy for them. And it's not easy for the teachers. They're like, you know, our teacher was talking about the kids turn their cameras off and sometimes they're just staring at a black rectangle for the day because the state won't let them tell the kids they have to turn their cameras on. Right. Mm. So, you know, you're constantly adjusting. You're telling the kids that and getting them to do it. But, you know, as I'm listening to this teacher, I'm just like, God, these people, what they get paid and what they're doing right now. My, you know, I, I think I'm lucky because my wife is working with the kids and the kids are thriving, all things considered. And in their head, they know that, yeah, kids need to socialize. But, hey, you know what they don't need to do? Go to school and get a virus and come home and kill a bunch of people, right? They don't need to go to school with a virus and kill an old janitor or teacher. And these poor teachers are at the whim sometimes of these moronic Fucking parents. parents. I, I agree. And here we are. We're in the fourth quarter of this thing, people. Yeah, okay. we're there. It's gone really bad. This game has gone as bad as it can go. So far, three quarters have been a disaster. It's been a, a rout. We've been yes. routed in the United States yes. by this disease. This is time now just to lay the fuck down and wait that last quarter till the shots come. And I don't want to hear from anybody that they're not getting their shot, that they're not going to no, put that in, in their body because you put oh, that's all a whole. You put all sorts of stuff in your body. You, if you went to McDonald's and ate a Big Mac, you got to get the shot. That's not safer than the shot, that Big Mac. The French fries, the drugs you do, the ecstasy, the molly, the blow, the weed, the booze, the any, all of the shit you're doing is, is just as bad. Just take the shot. Just get the shot. They are... Absolutely bonkers, these these, uh, these anti-vaxxers. People. And it's no, there's some of them. They're gratefully, they're not a lot of them. But the group that I'm talking about, which is a very vocal, small majority, and cue the leaf blower. Look, there's a guy on a roof right up there. What are you doing? Fall on your head. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's just blowing stuff off the roof. You want me to put the door down? Huh? Yeah, for a little while. This, so this is their argument, Zuckerman, that the kids are suffering because they're so because they're not socializing. Okay, this is you know right? what, this is the challenge of their youth. Okay, we, there's been all sorts of suffering. My father went into World War II. You think he wanted to do that? But that's my point. What is suffering more? Killing your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> Coming home, like my family in Florida. They all seven got it from the the kid came home with it. All seven and two were in the hospital in the ICU. One we were having deathbed conversations with, and thankfully he did not die yet. He's back. He's out of it. But he's out of it. The, you should say. I no, he's you. out. He's out getting. He's out getting help. How's his marbles? He's good. He's doing really well. But my point is, you know, the and you know they're like. I don't know. It just infuriates me to be dealing with yes. these people who I are not so in reality about that. It, it To me, it's like, hey, the mall is on fire. My kid is missing shopping. We deserve to send him into this fire. That's I, what I'm, I'm outraged. saying, Ferriston. We're yeah. in the fourth quarter. Just wait for the shot. It's coming. Well, you tell them that. And they say that's not the point. They say... That is the point. You know, my wife is uh, volunteers for the school. She's on these calls with LAUSD. They, the school it has a plan. 
these people just uh, assume that the school has no plan and that they have to protest. It all, what it really all has to do with is this little right-wing group who is trying to get rid of teachers' unions. That's what it all is. Half the people complaining don't even have kids in the school system. They just want to undo unions and, and benefits for teachers. Anyways, I let these, I let these people have it. Most likely, I will be removed from the platform once again <laughs> because you. next door seems to side with the right wing nut jobs all of a sudden. But Ferris, you need to resign from that debating society. You're not winning any points with these people. There's nothing. You're just amusing yourself with your witty points, and then you're waiting for the next comeback so that you oh, can no, do. Oh no, I have a lot of fans. I have a lot of fans that love my. Lots comments. of fans on next door. Yeah. Well, three. I mean, come on. How many people could be your fans? Yeah. See, here they go. These motherfuckers. They just. Oh, they just... Say, you got worked up. You cursed. <clears throat> yeah. Well, fuck them. Fuck you, next door. They they've kicked me off. For, you know, now I have to go. This is exactly what fucking you got happens. kicked off? I get kicked off all the time. <laughs> I get kicked off all the time. You got kicked off the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, because you go, you are not, you, you talk to them. Now I have to go to these people and go, hey, I literally have to go, I have to go to the, the, the dummies who are running this fucking thing. And say, show me where I broke a guideline here. Oh, God, here. Ferris, they did you a favor. You're busy. You don't have time for this shit. No, I love it. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. You know why? Because I, I can't stand that these fucking uh, men and women, these morons in my community are writing a bunch, spreading a bunch of misinformation and bullshit. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking tired, Zuckerman. I, so here, let me use my platform. If you know any, and I should list each and every one of them by their names now. You should see <laughs> how angry his little face is. His little face is all screwed yes. up. He's so mad. Yes. <laughs> the ones who are calling me moronic because I'm living in fear. Like, you, why are you living in fear? You know what? I, I don't smoke cigarettes because I live in fear of cancer too. And one of the, you know, I'm going to get my husband, she said. Really? I'm going to get my husband to defend me because I used her own words against me, her, which were very simple. I have no expertise in this. And I said, why don't you just stop there? And suddenly her husband's like, how dare you? Uh, you know, because I said, I'm offended that you people are trying to send children into a, a, a dangerous situation. Ferris said you've lost your marbles. You have decided, it's, it's like the movie The Twelve Monkeys. You decided yeah. voluntarily to go into the insane asylum and start raving with the other mad people. Yeah. No, fighting against them. And get lots You're of likes. fighting with crazy people. You're it's just something fleeing, you do while I'm smoking fleeing, my cigar. Flinging feces all over the place. That's all you're doing. <clears throat> and Zuckerman, there's a woman there <laughs> who you would love. Uh, it's, one, it's another one of these I'm a doctors, okay? But not a doctor. I'm a doctor, but not no, a doctor. No, she is, but she has a lengthy lawsuit attached to her. <laughs> I Googled her. For being a kook. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lengthy, and all of her posts are in uh, very broken English and communicate her madness. Communicate her madness so perfectly. You know, where you where you respond or you comment like 10 times in a row with misspellings and oh. I'm a doctor and all the data supports well. that this thing is no worse than the flu. I get mad. Rome is burning. You Rome know, one of the burning. guys in my office, one of my co-workers, he's on a dating site, Ferrison, and he's been chatting with a girl who he has not yet met. And the girl said that she has certain ground rules about dating and, and, and being with guys. And one of her ground rules that she said to him, yep. never having met, is 
She does not like when men spit in her mouth. Ew. <laughs> All right. I don't want to talk about that. Subject. You don't want to talk. But when, okay, I don't even understand that being a subject of conversation. Yes. I don't want, how is spitting in the mouth something that's so prevalent you need to, you need to warn somebody before you. What does that you, have to do with my hatred for next door? I, I was just trying to get you off of it. Oh. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't want to be off of it. I'm, I'm feeling right, the heat right now. I have a message for you next door. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you next door. You can go, go fuck Ferris yourself go. with your stupid fucking app. Go. You're defending these fucking maniacs and letting misinformation spread all over our community. Fuck you next door. Fuck you, you West Side idiot parents who are part of this fucking mess. Keep your kids out of school so people don't die. It's not so fucking hard. Do you get it? My, this my is going to become the new next door, Zuckerman. I'm going to harass from here. I'm going to do it from here. Here's the best part, all right? You want to know the best part? They can kick me off, but I got a couple different accounts. <laughs> You've lost your mind today, and I'm enjoying this because you're Are like, you enjoying it? Yeah, because you're wilder than I am. And, and I even tried to distract you with spit in the mouth stories. I, so here's what I think you should do. I think at the entrance to your neighborhood. Why don't you write me a legal letter now to send to next door? I'm not wasting my time with Please. this shit. Please, no, let's do it. I'm not Threaten them. No, no I, I'm busy. I don't have time to fight next door battles. You got to have a little desk at the end of your street. Yeah. So when people enter and it can say spikes next door, stop by for an in the, per, in the face conversation with me. Right. And then. And then you can really get it on with I don't, people. I don't want to talk to them like that. I'm just Why looking not? for some time killer for my cigar. That's all. Invite him off. Come on over to my house, to my backyard. He was just like, hey, He let's... wants to commiserate. My wife's a horrible no, woman. No, but it's Please. like there's a difference between, hey, I want to post a comment about somebody. Do I really want to sit down with a stranger and talk about this shit? No. It's all well in hand. LESD is doing a great job. Teachers are doing a great job. So are the unions. It's fantastic. They're not going to open the goddamn school. These people are just spinning their wheels. I just, what, I just don't like morons, and there are so many of them there. I was called classless. Zuckerman. You are. I am. I know. And I laugh. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you're classless. Somebody on my Yelp said I'm a vulture. I took that as a compliment. Okay. I'm a vulture. They okay. have no idea who they're talking to. They, of course. You can say anything you like. I'm not going to be offended. But that's funny. Yes. yes. What is class? What are you talking about? Classless. Will you? Uh, you're classless, Ferris. You're classless. Anyway. I am. And I'm a vulture. <laughs> Let's do another ad. We got plenty of them today, boys. It's all good. Our next ad is from uh, our friends at Mac Weldon. Um, when it comes to holiday gift giving for guys, <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit that it's not necessarily my strong suit, but now thanks to Mac Weldon, it's super easy and simple to find something great. No matter which guy you're shopping for, whether it's Mac Weldon's warm knit tops, undershirts, uh, Sunday lounge pants. I got that stuff. <laughs> Mack Weldon has men's basics that are guaranteed to keep everyone on your list comfortable. <clears throat> do I use Mack Weldon? I do. If you've uh, seen me out at the Malibu Cars and Coffee, you know that I'm wearing those joggers. I love them. Do you know why I love them right now? Because I have to, uh, I have to train outside. I have to work. I have to go places. And those pants, I can do everything. Think about that. I'm upstairs riding in those pants, then I'm off to a workout and train. It's the same pair of pants, and they look good with a polo. I also got a polo. Is that what, what did you get with your money from Mack Weldon? Do you remember? Not quite. <laughs> you didn't get anything yet? Give it to me. I'll take it. Take it. Anyway, 
Check it out. If you have a dude in your life, uh, and I do recommend those joggers, the gray ones and the black ones, go check them out at MacWeldon.com. Uh, you're going to get 20% off your first order, MacWeldon.com. If you use MacWeldon.com forward slash Spike, enter promo code Spike. It's just me, MacWeldon.com slash Spike. 20% off reinventing men's basics. Another great sponsor for our show, Zuckerman. The Carson Coffee. <clears throat> Interesting. Will they, make uh, us, will, will they make us sex diapers, by the way? What's that? Will Mac Weldon make the sex diapers oh, for sure. us? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's hit them up on that. Yeah, the, why wouldn't they? Yeah. The they're, they're the perfect uh, guys to do it. I, uh, somebody else, we were talking about the sex diaper the other way. There was somebody else. Maybe it was Harvey Weinstein that was going to need him. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was in the news, and we thought, uh, boy, they could really use a sex diaper. Um don't know. Anyway, Malibu Cars and Coffee was fun on Sunday, Zuckerman. You were there for part of it, right? Briefly. And here's, you know, what went down. Um, obviously, they don't want people getting together and smart. They don't, you, you can't have a lot of people gather um, mm-hmm. right now in L.A. So uh, right around, I showed up late anticipating what I knew was going to happen. <laughs> I was in the McLaren Senna, which I'm going to talk about in another episode, but... Um, as I pulled in, there were uh, many signs that said there will be no car shows here at the Malibu Country Mart. <laughs> there were many police also there mm-hmm. um, asking people to leave. And uh, from what I could see, everybody was pretty cooperative. Now There the, were a lot of tickets. Did you see that? I was just going to get to that. The police um, who asked everyone to leave also used a very effective strategy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Which is... Anybody who didn't have anybody had anything wrong with their car, they would start uh, writing tickets right then and there. As you pointed out, they could only do one at a time, so a lot of people escaped. But a lot of people lined up to wait for their ticket, which is something that surprised they did? me. Yeah, I saw like three cars, like the cops doing number one. Why would you sit there and wait for the cop to come to you? Drive away. Yeah. Drive yeah. away. He yes. can only stop one car at a time. Yeah. Right? And, you know... <clears throat> What, uh, let's say they did drive away, Zuckerman. What happens then? But if the cop went to chase me and he said, what are you, what are you doing? I said, you weren't doing, you weren't giving me a ticket. What were you, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I asked to you do. to pull over, sir. Okay, but then you didn't do anything. You didn't I do need anything. to wait, I'm writing somebody else up. Okay, well, I'll write him his ticket. I'll go about my business. If you can't, if you can't do your job, don't make me wait. I, I, I don't know. That seems like trouble. It seems like the moment I run, he's going to leave and come after you. Really? He's not going to do that. He's not allowed to. Are you? I'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm getting gonna at? I'm say everybody's going to leave. Then everybody's going to leave. Then it's the greatest thing. Once he leaves, but if he pulls out. over three people, do all three have to stay? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Well, and you'd no. feel okay. And so that's yes. what I mean. When he decides to come after you, what do you say to him? Oh well. I didn't know what you were doing. You weren't. You, you were this in a Christmas hat. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. You look like a mad hatter. <laughs> oh well. Okay, you want to pull me over? Give me a ticket. If you're going to pull me over, you're not going to give me a ticket. I'm leaving. Right. I'm leaving. You know, you don't be a pig. It's like ordering three hamburgers at once. You can only eat one. Don't pull over three people at once. Yeah. Right. That's my position. That's not, your position. I don't know how legal it is, but I'm not saying. I I'm get not the feeling my, you're going to be pulled out of your car and thrown against the hood. Let him. 
<laughs> Let them. I invite that to happen. Good. Really? Yes. You're going to tell me to be number three or four in the line, and you're going to go down the line, and they come to me and give me a ticket? Well, I was hoping point, you were going to say there's a rule that they can't pull over Probably more than there one. is a rule, and I don't know it. <clears> You'll find I'll, it. But I, will, I could find it, and I will take my – I'd put my money on it. I'd leave. I'm not stopping. Yeah. I'm not waiting. Hmm. Not waiting to get a, a ticket. Want to give me a ticket? Give me a fucking ticket. Otherwise, I'm leaving. Well, he said, I'll give it to you in a minute. No, I'm not waiting. <laughs> anyway, here's what I found very interesting about the whole thing. I was meeting you there, and I was having coffee with somebody else. So I was, uh, stayed for a little while. <clears throat> we went over to the other parking lot, and we're chilling out away from people. But it was kind of like, you know when you, you dig a hole by the, the seashore? Mm-hmm. And it fills with water, and then yeah. you empty the water out, and then immediately the water yes. just comes back up That's, from the yes. bottom. That was the car show. <laughs> it, it got emptied out. The like officers left, and then it just filled up again and it, it, to capacity. <laughs> like it's a, it, it must be really frustrating for them because it's a thing without a head, without an organizational. It's just people getting coffee, and you can't shut it down. It's not shut downable because it's not an organized thing. It's like your bladder. It fills, you empty it. It fills, you empty it. Is that the point you were making? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess what I was saying, you know, because a lot of people go, I guess they shut it down. And I go, how do you? Sh-? The only thing that shuts it down is if there's a California shutdown where they say to the Malibu Country Mart, you can't be open. You're shut down. Because if you're allowing customers to come to this yes, place, how do you differentiate? You can't differentiate because these people are, yes, looking at cars, but they're they're customers. They're going to the restaurants and they're buying things. That's another thing. But if they pull you over and say, "Where are you going?" I'm going to get a bagel. Yes, that's all you have to say. I'm getting coffee. I'm a customer. I'm not say a gatherer. You're going to the car show. The last thing you want to say is you're going to the car show. Say, right. I'm getting a bagel. Right. How about none of your business? That's another thing I would say. Right. None of your business. Exactly. I'm still pissed about next door. It's in my head right well, now. These motherfuckers. You've seen how I You know, mean. it's like three, three fucking teenagers at a desk somewhere up in San Francisco that run this dumb app and who I've interacted with. I'm going to get their names and I'm going to start posting their, 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 their uh, back and forth here. Yeah. And, and they are required to follow the guidelines, which I know I did not violate because I went out of my way not to make any personal attacks whatsoever. I know what's going on here. What's that? You stopped doing your headspace meditation. No, I have. I still do it. Because you're like mentally ill today. <laughs> <laughs> I did one yesterday. No, okay, I, I you have. You've done one today. No, Because you're out of your fucking mind today over next door. I can't believe of all the things to be burned up about. Next now you sound door, like Erica. Next door? Yeah. But it's not next door. It's stupidity. If you know the it, it could, it's the reason I don't interact on Facebook anymore. I don't like people who believe nonsense. That's the reason I I would never walk into a church or any other place where people are half in the world of make believe ghost I, stories. I don't like it, and when it comes to science and death, I find it really upsetting when a bunch of. Uh, what I gather, uh, not so intelligent people, my opinion, I don't think they're very smart. S- what is that? That's the stay at home order, Ferriston. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Amber Alert. Don't worry. So it just came up on the phone. Yes. Right. So here we are. We sit here talking about the state of California, new public health stay at home order in your area. COVID 19 is spreading rapidly. Stay home. 
except for essential activity. We are podcasting, which is essential. Wear a mask, keep your distance. So that's what I mean. In this environment where we just got this alarm, these dopes are posting, we got to get the kids back in the schools. You see? Doesn't that make you mad, Zuckerman? I would recommend to you. Yes, sir. You need to get a, make a big sign and put this big sign at the entrance to your community and say, this neighborhood is filled with idiots. And <laughs> it's not. Look, most people are just smart, smarter than I am as far as just not avoiding. Why don't you put a sign apps? that says. Or, or, <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's not. a Look, the, the overwhelming majority of people go, yeah, let's stay alive. You got to keep kids out of school. It's just, you know, the nut jobs go on these apps. And you're right. I shouldn't be on. I won't go on. It wastes, it's a waste of time. I have to say, I'm not on. But citizen. I needed something to do while I was smoking my cigar, and I got sucked in. Okay, I have a four-letter word for you. Yeah, what do you got? Porn. P O R N. Oh, that's Look counterproductive at porn too. Yeah, when yeah. you're uh, that's better. You're going to get a better result. I'm not than watching next door. I. I'm not interested. I am interested in, you know, warming up the, uh, it's like, to me, it's like being on stage doing stand-up and an idiot says something out of turn. You're dealing with hecklers. And I like yelling at the hecklers. I enjoy it. You know, here's the best part of it, Zuckerman, when they go, (laughs) when you comment something under their stupid post and it's different from their opinion, right? And they go, how dare, that, start your own post, if you don't agree, start your own post. This, this post is really is about pressing this. your And you bonus. go, do you really not fucking understand what social media is? That not everybody is going, when you post about one of the most controversial uh, topics of our life in our neighborhood, naively you think people aren't going to push back and go, what are you talking about? Friends, Romans, and countrymen, and dear listeners, this is when the 11th commandment comes into play. Zuckerman has a belief that there should have been an 11th commandment, the most important commandment. And do you know what that commandment is? Don't first? talk about spitting in people's mouths no, on a podcast? No. What, Zuckerman? The 11th commandment is don't take yourself too seriously. Ferris, this whole thing about I'm not about taking myself door, too seriously. Listen to you. Okay, the listeners will tell us if they found you to be... Oh, a, fuck the, you know, look, I love the listeners, but I do not rely on them for how I feel about wow. what I say on this podcast. I'm sorry. I know wow. full well what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And I'm I'm comfortable uh, sharing my anger with them. And I know a bunch of them out there are fucking angry too at their fucking neighbors who write this dumb shit that puts people at risk. It's not, Zuckerman, it's not stupidity. When, you're, when I'm talking to my father-in-law and saying goodbye and my kids are crying, I don't consider that fucking stupidity. Turned out you were just saying hello. But no, but I'm being serious here. It's a fucking heavy moment over, over three I, days. And now I've got these dopes in my neighborhood going, hey, let's do that to some of our great I, teachers and, and I, our food workers at the hospital and I, our janitors. I agree that it's fuck stupid. You and fuck them. I agree, but not you, but so, fuck them. No, you can say fuck you. I don't mind. But you I'm can, not saying it to you. But I you, don't mind. Go it's ahead, a serious subject, I and I don't like it. You're not changing their fucking minds. And That's getting not a 
true. Over. I'm not trying to change their minds. I'm trying to shame them. I'm trying to shame Go them on. publicly. They're shameless, Ferris. Shame them. People are shameless. You know what? It's they're not. 2020. I'm telling you they're not. They get really offended when you call them out, and that's what I'm trying to do. Let them know how far out of line their stupidity wow. is. In you front are of their, standing in, in the middle of, of the river neighbors. ordering it to stop flowing. That's a real... I'm not trying to stop it. I'm trying to call them out, and I want them to know it's not cool what you're doing. Mm. Mm. I'm, I feel for you today. And I, I'm pain. doing that from my Bugatti Chiron Sport as uh, I'm driving down the road. I feel for you today. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm going to do, Zuckerman. I'm going to get the Bugatti, Chiron Sport, and I'm going to get my bullhorn and go in front of their houses. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> How do you think that would impact the world? <laughs> I, yeah, you've lost me today. Today, I feel for you. One of the few times, one of the Look, few times my heart hurts for you, Ferriston. What, let me tell you something, all right? These shows, when uh, when there's controversy and anger and, and and arguing, that's what makes them work. All right. So, but people like be open to the possibility. Angry. I'm perhaps exaggerating a little bit. I don't think so. But no, they're going to be some pissed off uh, next door people. And I'll tell you what, next door, you better not let me back on the goddamn app because I'm going to start reading these posts out loud. In fact, everybody, uh, before I do this next ad, go to Best of Next Door, Best of Next Door on Twitter, and it shows uh, <laughs> the funniest. Funniest crazy posts there are on Nextdoor and puts them up there, and Nextdoor hates it. They hate it. They absolutely hate it that people are making fun of them for what they do. Before we bring on Butch Lightzinger, um, we've teamed up with Hempland USA to share our experience with using their CBD products. Doesn't matter if you're an athlete, car enthusiast like us, or a regular parent. Regular parent, unlike some of those other ones. <laughs> Hempland USA CBD will get you through the day. If you haven't tried CBD yet, Hempland USA offers great products to target any issues at the source. We know our audience loves high quality at good price. High quality hemp CBD is where it starts at Hempland USA. Now, if you know Spike first and you know, he uh, pretty much said early on he was never going to put any supplements in the show. I-, I approve this by mistake, Zuckerman. And, and I hope uh, Hempland USA isn't offended by this. I, I didn't read the uh, email very closely, and suddenly a bunch of hemp products showed up at my door, which, if you know anything about me, I did not touch. But guess who did? Erica? Erica, my wife. Really? She goes, where did this come from? Because I have some shoulder pain. She used that for she And these, these hemp pills, these calming hemp pills. And then before long, things were kind of nice in the really? house really? <laughs> quiet. and she said thank you for bringing in these hemp plant usa products i can't believe someone like you would bring this in and i go do they work she goes yeah my 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 uh my workout pain in my arm is gone and i've been much more relaxed and left less less angry which i need today right so there you go. There's my personal experience with it. And I'm not lying. It actually, it was sent to the house. It was used by my wife. And now she wants more. Um, all you need to do is he- head over to hemplandusa.com forward slash spike and use the code spike911. Hemplandusa forward uh, slash spike. Use the code spike911. And once again, 20% off using the code spike911 at Hempland. USA forward slash spike. Hempland and Blue Chew should get together for a cream. (laughs) 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 A massage cream. (laughs) What about a smokable Blue Chew that you smoked through the hole in your penis? This this show is so off the rails already, Zuckerman. 
We're off the rails. God fucking net. Oh, next door. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck next door. Delete your apps. Fuck those people. I'm so angry. Um, I do want to thank all of the peoples in Malibu, though. Uh, they hooked you up? I lost my glasses, my favorite pair of uh, NDGs, uh, Oliver Peoples, and uh, our old friend Alan over there said, I bought a pair back in the day, and I'll sell them to you, and really? gave them to me for a great Very discount. Nice. I don't know what it is about losing something, Zuckerman, and I, you know, I couldn't practice what I preach, but, and I have many pair of sunglasses, but I, it was less about the sunglasses themselves than trying to track down the mystery of what I right, did with them. Right, because you were I, mad at yourself. I couldn't let go. No, I, I wasn't mad. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep not knowing the, what mistake I had made. Do you know this morning, yeah. I had to get a certificate of title, and, it, and I tore through my office for two hours, and one title was folded up in the other title. That's how simple the mistake was and the error. You know, ah, I have quite yeah, a few yeah. certificates. Right. So I kept going to it. I looked all over the desk. I cleaned everything up. I was in the safe. I was crawling around in the dust bunnies. And then I, and I went through the titles again for the fifth time and finally realized that the 2012 title was inside the 2000, a different one, a 2010 title. What a relief. That was a relief. Yeah, it is. I would love to know. <clears throat> and I resisted getting them because I thought, well, I'll just get a couple of new pair and, and, uh, and I'll replace them. But there's just a funny thing that happens when you lose stuff that... I think it's self-reproach. I think that it really <clears throat> is at the core of it. I think how could I do something stupid? How did I do this? I don't lose my may things. Be for, that may be for you. For me, I just want to know the, the mystery is too much to bear. Does that make sense? Too much. I, I, I want to know what happened. <laughs> I want to know, and it's fine if I left him in the car and I went into a supermarket. I came, if somebody stole him, that'd be fine. I just want to know so I can change my processes. Does that make sense? I like to control things, but that's I like systems. We're talking about the same thing because I put everything in the same place all the time, and when I lose something, it's because I've deviated from longstanding procedure, and that makes me mad at myself. Why would I do something like that? I do I do everything the same way, so I don't have this problem. Wallet, keys, that kind of thing, mask, they go in the same place. I leave a I leave a mask in the car, so I always have a mask in addition to whatever I'm carrying with me. I like to be safe and secure in my knowledge of what I've done. Yes. And so when I do lose something, like that title, it makes me nuts. Yes. And it makes me angry with myself. Yeah, I get it. Well, I go out the glasses and it fixed it. But anyway, thank you, Alan. That was nice. All right, let's get into Bugatti Veyrons here. Um, I think we covered everything. BMW dropped an R9T off, by the way, which is hilariously fun. You should ride that for sure. I'll get into the review on that, but boy, the second you just sit on it, you go, oh. Let me ask you a question. So likable. This is a very improper question I'm going to ask. As a lineup of motorcycles, BMW or Ducati? Um, I don't want to make that choice. I'm still uh, sampling both, but I can tell you I'm loving both brands a lot. And B- Ducati is about to drop off a Panigale. Jeez, I think in the next couple of days. Are they? Are they, the Panigale uh, uh, V2? How are there any crossovers in the product lines? <clears throat> Here, you know, without comparing both and saying I would make a choice because I wouldn't just yet. 
here's what I'll say. Between B&W and uh, Ducati, there's a very similar relationship, but not identical, to Porsche and Ferrari. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yes, I agree. That's a very... You feel you feel so you feel a lot uh, German in the BMW, and you feel a little Italian in the other one, and that they're both great, and they're both a little different, right? You know, one thing I know for sure is these these racing bikes, which are amazing. Uh, I can't enjoy without being more upright. I can't take moments to kind of enjoy the ride. It's too much of a race thing for me at this point in my life. I want to sit up and look at the ocean every once in a while and then go fast. Does that make sense? Right. And I, Ducati does not have that. BMW has no, they a broader do. lineup. They've got that cruiser that I sat on. Well, who? Ducati has that. Well, BMW. I sat up on the BMW. That they have made. a naked bike, yeah. Oh, really? I just don't have it yet. Yeah. And the, and the R9T is definitely an, a naked bike with an upright seating position. It just, it, you know... And it sounds like a lot, and it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say. It's 100 horsepower or so. It just doesn't have the killer high horsepower that I've now suddenly grown accustomed to. However, it's probably the most likable motorcycle I've ever sat on. Mm. I mean, you just, you constantly want to be on it. It's easy. It's comfortable. It gets you where you need to go. You know, I don't know. Again, I'm not reviewing it right now, but what a winner. This is the last version, and I think there's a whole new... Uh, palette coming out, so um, I'm not sure I actually will review this old R19, other than to say, yeah, I'm late to what everybody already knows. It's fucking awesome and comfortable and nice. It's great. But, let's talk about uh, Bugatti. So I, I set this up, right? This is going to be my interview with Butch Lightsinger. Uh, it's the two of us sitting on the porch at Bill's in the Malibu kitchen after uh couple hours of driving in the canyons mm. in that really? car yeah and were you only a passenger or did you drive uh butch drove us out and uh what he did was uh, he said uh, obviously i know you can drive this thing out but i want to in a couple of places open it up so you see what it does and how it does it before you do it wow and, you know, I, I laughed and I went, okay. And, you know, I, I like that Bugatti's being safe and Butch is being safe. By the way, we were masked up, windows down, and blah, blah, blah. He gets on this thing, Zuckerman, and it was other otherworldly. I, I rarely And, and I was so happy to be in the passenger seat because it's the only things thus far that's eclipsed ludicrous mode for me as far as acceleration, but also... Um, which has nothing to do with ludicrous mode, smoothness like a private jet acceleration. Okay, I'm going to hold you to this. I rarely, rarely ask for a direct favor. I'm asking you for a favor. Please make sure you get me in this car. This is something I yeah, want yeah. to do. Yeah, you know, it's in process, and it's hard. Look, you know, Bugatti's not exactly easy to get to, um, and I'd been working on them for a while, you know, and it just, it, lately it's been great. The driveway's been great. We've been getting a lot of people uh, with great offers, Um I drove the Bronco. I off-roaded that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, but this thing, this Bugatti, you know, I can't believe. I mean, I, I, it's just nothing what I thought it was. And at $4 million, I was expecting a bejeweled Bugatti, Pagani-like interior and all sorts of nonsense. It's empty inside. It's simple. And it is about speed and comfort and driving on the road. And uh, anyway, here is uh, my post-drive interview with uh, pro driver from Bugatti, Butch Leitzinger. 
Here we are. <clears throat> Butch, thank you so much uh, for the experience you just gave me. Um, Butch drove the car over to my house, um, let my kids jump all over it. They, they, they ditched their Zoom classes <laughs> and ran out and to look at the Bugatti. And uh, we took the Bugatti down the uh, PCH. We went out into the canyons. We've just rounded the corner and pulled it up to the Malibu kitchen. Um, it immediately garnered the attention of the five people who were here, and now we're sitting on the porch, chilling out. Thank you so much, by the way, for doing this. Fantastic. I love doing it. Where did you come in from? Um, I actually, I'm based in Pennsylvania. Wow. But uh, they just helicopter me into wherever they need me. (laughs) (laughs) And you're here. And so your job is to babysit Bugatti Chirons or all Bugattis? Uh, really all Bugattis. I've been with Bugatti since 2006, whenever the Veyron came out. Right. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've been here since then. And yeah, as you say, I basically babysit these lovely cars. This is great because, you know, <clears throat> I don't know much. I know a little bit about the brand, but I have so many questions about it. And right now you're hearing motorcycles. Someone's taking off on one of those Keanu Reeves uh, KRS-1s in a beautiful copper color. Isn't that beautiful? That's the lovely. young woman driving that. Look at that. What a funny bike for her to ride. Beautiful motorcycle. Um, Bugatti, I know, is under the umbrella of the Volkswagen group, correct? That's right. Okay. Uh, Where, at what point do they step in? Uh, you know, I, I, they weren't in business since uh, you were saying maybe the 1950s? Right. The, the, take, take me through how, you know, how they ended in the 50s and got to Volkswagen. Right. Well, I'll, I'll give you kind of the really broad version. Yeah. Um, the founder, Ettore Bugatti. Uh, was a, an Italian, mm-hmm. uh, but he decided you know that he wanted to start the uh, you know the automotive industry, and at the time that was in uh, actually part of Germany, and he went went there in a place called Molsheim and started to build cars, and you know in the various wars it kind of went back and forth between Germany and France, eventually became France, so it's it's actually a French company, but with an Italian founder. Uh, and and that company, you know, was legendary for the cars that it built, both uh, for the engineering that they mm-hmm. uh, developed, but also just for the form of the car. The, you know, the cars were always beautiful. And but in the in the fifties, the, the the company went under. Uh, in the early nineties, uh, a gentleman named Mr. Artoli uh, resurrected the name and built a beautiful car called the Bugatti EB one ten, yeah, which was a I, very advanced. I've seen car. those, right? So for forty years, they're not making cars. Until someone comes along and says, hey, why don't I buy the brand and why don't I make something, right? Right. So they make this EB, what are they, EB? Uh, the EB110. Right. And it was very advanced. It was all-wheel drive, uh, four turbos. Um, but it was a private individual building, the, you know, the supercar. And, uh, you know, eventually the, you know, the economics, uh, you know, kind of went, went under and, and, and the company went bankrupt. So they go out a second time. Right, right. <laughs> what, this is mid-90s, or what year is this? I, I, if, if <laughs> Somewhere I'm, in the 90s. Yeah, my memory's raised like probably 94, 95. Okay, got it. Okay, the go-go 90s were the stop-stop 90s for Bugatti. And then um, Volkswagen Group decides to jump in, right? Right. And then they... Uh, who, who's, who owns it at that point? Um, I guess the last... You know, it, it, it was it was more like buying than the, the the rights to to Bugatti, the uh, name and the idea. Yes. Okay. And and this was really uh, the the brainchild of of Dr. Pieck, who, 
you know, he's the uh, he was the brains behind the Porsche 917. You know, yep. he's, he's uh, uh, you know really an automotive genius, and uh, you know his vision for for what Bugatti would be was that it was going to be the pinnacle of well, really of, of the automotive world. Bill, but, Bill just walked over with eggs. You can give me eggs. <laughs> I need eggs right now. Thank you. Oh wow, this is great. Those look very good. Look at that butch. Look, you said no. You didn't. I you did. said you weren't. Are you sure you don't want something? No, I'm getting fat anyway. You're not fat. That's the pure race car driver. <laughs> Look at Patrick Dempsey. Look what he's doing to himself. You got to eat, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and continue. This is good. I'm going to crunch my bacon. No oh, good. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, the vision was that that Bugatti would be really the pinnacle of the whole automo- automotive world, and really to show what the Volkswagen Group could do. Uh, you know. Ferrari has Formula One, Mercedes has Formula One, uh, uh, Porsche, which wasn't a part of Volkswagen at the time, had, had Le Mans, uh, and, and those were, you know, that, that was how each of those companies kind of show the, their abilities, their engineering, and, and, you know, Volkswagen could have done that also, but they, they, they decided they wanted to show what they could do more in a, an actual road car, and, and, and the technology is much more transferable from, from the Bugatti Veyron to the other cars in the lineup as opposed to a Formula One car where you spend you know, $50 million developing a new wing, which doesn't have any application at all to a, a road car. So they, Volkswagen Group, right from the very beginning, wanted to make the Veyron? That, that's what they, they came up with? Or? Yes. yes that, that, they uh, said, let's buy the brand. <laughs> let's make the Veyron. Had they already designed it? No, no. Uh, uh, the... the the brand, uh, they bought the brand in 98, mm-hmm. uh, and the first Bugatti Veyron didn't even come out until 2005. Okay, good. Uh, so it was, I think it was about a year late after the, buying the brand, they, they showed some, uh, you know, some concepts, but, uh, yeah, but the, the development of the car t- took an incredibly long time, uh, just because, you know, and, and as you saw driving it, it's it's not only a car meant to go fast. You know, it, right. it's uh, you know, it's, it's and it's fairly simple to build a car to go fast, right? You just keep throwing bigger engine, more power yeah. at it. Well, we'll we'll get to that. I you know, as far as the Bugatti lineup, the, it's the Veyron and now the Chiron. Yes, they've only made two cars. Yes, that, and this is the second. Um, this is the Bugatti Chiron Sport that you drove over today. In I don't know the color name. Maybe you do, but it's a dark blue. Uh, non-metallic. Um, it's a carbon fiber shell <laughs> with the fibers, as you pointed out when you first drove it in the driveway. It is so. It, by the way, it looks like this 2015 GT3 I had in dark blue with black wheels. It's the same color spec, except way cooler because of the carbon fiber. Um, and as you pointed out, the carbon fiber threads are lined up on all the panels. So as you look across the top panel to panel. All of the carbon fiber waves that are visible as you get closer to the car are all lined up like puzzle pieces, perfect puzzle pieces. Is every Chiron Sport carbon fiber like that with exposed carbon fiber? No, the, the exposed carbon fiber is an option, uh, a fairly expensive option, just because uh, for the how reasons mu- you were just saying. Yeah, how much? Do uh, you know? It's about $300,000. Wow. Uh, and, and the reason is just the labor behind it is so intense. Yeah. Uh, you know, because if, if it's painted... It, uh, all the bodywork on all the Chirons is carbon, but if it's painted, you don't have to have every panel lining up exactly. I see. So I it's see. Uh, yeah. It, so it's this uh, is so the exposed carbon. I, I get it. And then you have to have it lined up. Well, the car is exceptionally beautiful and amazing. Um, 
And you drove us out uh, first, and understandably so. The car, I believe, is a $4 million car. <laughs> you come along with a car when, when folks like me get to drive it. And I was in the passenger seat. And I'll tell you, when, I, when you first get into a Bugatti Veyron, the first thing you notice is I expected kind of an, an ornate Pagani experience <laughs> with bejeweled shifters and all sorts of craziness. And it's really not that way, is it? It's it's Spartan, and there's no visible radio, and it's very simple and very uh, plain. What? Why is that? It's it's yeah. It's, it's much more minimalist. Yeah, and you were talking about <clears throat> this car twenty years from now being on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Yes, and the designers took that into consideration. Yes, the, the designer really wanted this car to be timeless, to be, uh, you know, because uh, as we as he explained that. You know, in 30, 40 years, the car will be on, on the lawn at Pebble Beach, you know, and people will be looking in the windows. And the easiest way to date a car is to look at the center console. You know, if, if it's got a tape deck, it's from the 80s. If it's got a CD player, it's the 90s. You know, if it's got a little teeny uh, touchpad, it's the 2000s. And, you know, so, so Bugatti could have put the biggest, uh, most advanced uh, screen in the center console, but you absolutely know that in 10 years, Everyone's going to look at that and, and laugh and say, oh, remember that? Exactly. So they, they went completely away from that. Uh, the, the center console is a really elegant kind of Art Deco uh, system of, uh, of, of dials, but actually with a little screen in each dial, which can either read climate control or if you, you can scroll through other parameters like speed, uh, engine speed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, power being used. Um, but it's, it's a very sleek, uh, just beautiful look to it. And then all of your infotainment you know, that you have to have uh, with uh, like, you know, your radio stations and uh, your backup camera and things like that on either side of the analog dial for the speedometer. So plain and so very simple. <clears throat> I also noticed right away not a lot of like crazy sound like when you started the car up in the driveway i didn't have to look around to see if the neighbors were looking at me disapprovingly <laughs> which i also appreciated yeah you know. the, the, the the nature of the engine you know it's a it's a large displacement 16 cylinders a, a eight liter displacement 16 cylinder four turbochargers and, Hor- and horsepower is 1500 1500 horsepower <laughs> that's right and six, 1600 newton meters of torque as well <laughs> and uh but yeah, and now those are the stats that you hear about, and you think, how can this car be a road car, and how can it be drivable? Right, All right, right. Here's the surprise: it is. You know, we're going to get into what we did when we drove out through the canyons. But the last piece of this, as we approached Bills, was us. We were just having a chat, driving at about what forty miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I was driving at forty. Windows open, and it was. I forgot I was driving a, a Bugatti. Yes. I was just in a car, and, uh, you know, it felt smooth. It didn't feel like I was in a track car, you know, on a racetrack. I was in a, in a road car, you know, just driving. A car that maybe I could drive, you know, to Colorado in if I wanted to. Yes. And and that's the thing that it's a little bit unbelievable, and that's why we, you know, offer drives to people. Because, shocking. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense, honestly. It, yeah. you, know, you know, most of us have driven a car with 500 horsepower that tried to kill us. Yes. So when when people hear it has 1500 horsepower, you know a lot of people, you know it it can be a, it can be hard sometimes to get people to come for a drive because they think that it's just going to be a death trap. <laughs> and and you know it, it's honestly as you were saying it, it's a car that if you just want to get home from work after a long day, <clears throat> right, it's, it's happy to do that. 
No, this is a car I could drive all week long. Yes. Easily, I could drive it. I don't know that I would want to take this on the track, conversely. <laughs> I mean, you've tracked a car like this. You're yes. a professional racer. You raced, uh, for what brands again? Uh, uh, for quite a few. Uh, uh, the best one was uh, Bentley, Bentley uh, at right. Le Mans uh, in 2000, 2001. So how, tracking a car like this, what kind of events are we talking about? You know, it doesn't really fit into any category, so right. you, you can't really race it. So it's it's really like a, when there's a track day and you're able to, you know, rent the track and, and go out on your own. Um, but it, it's it's not really a track car. You know, it, it's right, something that right. you, could, you could take it out and enjoy it, but it's not a car that you would just go out and, and pound around for three right, hours right. around. No, I totally get it. All right, so we went up to Ensel Canyon, <clears throat> turned up there. Uh, Butch said, uh, before we get up there, I want to show you a little bit of how it accelerates so you get used to that feeling. <laughs> and we did. We moved through the first couple gears only. Uh, I was the passenger. Um, there have been many analogies to this uh, situation from eyeballs being smashed into the back of your head to your stomach coming out through your mouth. I need to find a new one, which I don't have yet, because this is faster. <laughs> The breathtaking acceleration flashed me back to a ride I took on uh, a movie studio's private jet, a Falcon jet. It was one of the, it's, it's, you know, it's a brand new jet with the new whatever engine that has a smooth, I didn't even know we were in the air, it was going so fast. The smoothness of the acceleration of this car through those gears and the uh, G-force that I was feeling as I got pushed, but gently pushed into my back, into the back of the seat. The control the car had, how planted it was, was unlike nothing I've ever experienced in an automobile. Yeah. Talk about that for a second. How did you pull off the moment of terror that uh, husbands do to their moms and wives <laughs> and, and kids? How do you do that where you're feeling all the acceleration, but you're not feeling any of the bumpy terror? I mean, the, the, that planted nature on a street that arguably is not the flattest surface. Yes. And honestly... I don't really understand it that well <laughs> because, you know, I, I mean, you know, you've driven tons of different cars. Sure. I've driven a lot of high horsepower cars, race cars. And generally, you know, to get acceleration, even half of that, you have to wrestle the car. You know, right. You're always kind of strangling the car, trying to, you know, assert who's boss. And with this, as you say, even on a road that's not perfect, you know, actually, that was, you know, some of the roads we were on are very imperfect. And, and the car distracts dead straight. You know, you don't have have to have a death grip on the steering wheel, right? Uh, you know, and, and actually, the, your analogy to the like the Falcon uh, private jet is is really appropriate because it, it it gets the job done, you know, severely, but uh, but smoothly, but yes, like with with still civilized. You yeah, know, it, uh, yeah. It, uh, well, I always, you know, when I see a car like this, um, I think, well, what makes this a premium over, say, a GT2 RS or any of the things that I have and or drive? I go, why would I ever pay that much more if, you, if I had the money for such a thing? But I'm surprised <laughs> that I would in this right. car. <laughs> like now... <laughs> You know, it reminds me about the Porsche brand, and I think I told you that story where uh, years ago someone pointed out, you're a 911 guy, and I said, here's what I think about that brand, and here's why I'm not a Porsche guy, thank you. And then I drove one, and I went, well, hold on. <laughs> that is the driver-focused go-kart experience I was looking for. I guess I am, unfortunately, a Porsche guy. Now I still am. Here's a car where I thought I knew everything that I was about to experience, and I'm completely surprised by all of it, right? 
even the exterior styling, which is more subdued in this Bugatti, that dark blue, which I absolutely love. But the interior, the acceleration, the smoothness, but overall the usability. Usability, usability. Here's a car with 1,500 horsepower that Spike Ferriston is telling you, if you're lucky enough to have one, you would use this a lot during the week. You know, uh, as you see, as we're sitting here on a very slow day here in Malibu, everybody who's walking around is stopping and taking <laughs> pictures of the car, right? Look at the old guy right here. Look at him smiling. He's 90 years old, and he's in what? A Toyota RAV4 or something, or an old Lexus? He stops, and he's laughing. He's smiling. He's, he's joy. And every, look, the guy in the mask here photographing every inch of it right there. You know, that is the only... You'd have to decide whether you enjoy that because you are a showstopper at that point. But um, it's bringing smiles to people's face, right? It, it, it's true, you know. And that's one of the coolest things, actually, when you do drive it around. You know, just like kind of like watching people's reactions, like at, at, uh, even at a bus stop. Yeah. You, know, you, you drive by and they kind of do the double and triple takes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> when I drove it, um, we went up through Ensenal and then we went down... Uh, a little around Point Doom. You had me turn around at one point. You said, here's where I want you to get on it, uh, right here. Just stop before the winery. And I did that. <laughs> a little bit of a wide turning angle on it. Yes. Just trying to do a U-turn. Um, not, not as tight. But again, I kind of appreciated that because when it doesn't have that wide turning angle, you get a very bumpy... You ever done that in a race car where you tighten it up and it's just a boom, boom, Yes, kerplunk, the, the, the differential locking and unlocking. Yeah, there yeah. was none of that. And then I hit it. And, uh, you know, again, not being the passenger, I was not in the, I didn't have the experience you had where I, I felt like I was at the helm of something very capable and gentle that was accelerating at a rate that I could not believe, but I was never for a moment worried about it in any way. Right? Yeah. I mean, I just didn't feel like, oh shit, I better slow down here. I just felt like this thing has legs forever and, you know... Uh, I popped it into manual gear, but as you pointed out, it's going to do the upshift on its own. So you, it, it, the acceleration is so breathtakingly fast that you would, I think, I would have a hard time feeling out that exact moment before I redline it. But it does it on its own, right? Yeah, it, I, I mean, I, I always think that it knows where it wants to shift. I more was than happy I do, so, that yeah. that happened because I've been in the opposite situation with many cars before <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> um, but again, it just—I couldn't. I, it wasn't enough. It's not enough nice things I can say about this car. The nicest thing I can say is how comfortable, in the first hour of driving something that's worth four million dollars, how comfortable I am behind the wheel already. Right. How comfortable, like parking it here, driving through, being in traffic. The visibility is great. There's a, a hilarious view that I'll post on the uh, on my Instagram when the show posts of the rear view through the rear view mirror out the back. You know, um, but I've long since caring about looking through there. But there's enough of a view back there where I would not worry for sure. And and as far as the left and the right and the mirrors and through the windshield, um, it, it's great. And I noticed, too, turning through the canyons, that A-pillar was not in the way in the place that where I thought it would be. That I'd have a little bit of blind spot as I'm taking a hard left turn. It was fine. It was pulled back a little. You know, there were little, little things like that. Um, the Spartan interior... Um, right under, boy, look at that Prius. <laughs> boy, that guy got broadsided twice by something. Yeah, he's been in the wars. 
That looks like a robot reached over and picked him up, a giant robot, and squeezed his doors. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't park right next to us. That's, that's good. He's gonna, we're going to have to ask them what happened to that car. What would you say gets out of that car, a man or a woman? Don't that's got to be a man. Huh? That's got to be a man. Do you think that's a man? I'm going to go with a uh, batty old lady. Batty old lady. Here we go. Drum roll, please, Will. Come Drop on. in a drum roll. They're taking their time. Well, they, I would, too, if I had just done that to my Prius. <laughs> I still can't figure out how the dents are. You get, it's not scraped, oh, there he is. Yeah, I, I win. It's a dude. I win. You win. But it's not scraped. It's just dents. No, I know, but it's you guys can't see it. It's the uh, passenger front and passenger rear door, but not in a way that looks like he, he hit something moving forward. It yeah. looks like it was broadsided or punched by Mike Tyson to <laughs> practice for his most recent fight. <laughs> now we got to find out what happened. Here he comes. Oh, there oh, he goes. He's coming in. He's coming in here. He know now he knows we're gonna talk about him. <clears throat> there he no no there it is okay here he comes. Hey, how did your car get hit? Some people. A guy kicked it. <laughs> A guy on meth was kicking cars. You're kidding. He kicked 20 cars like that and just yeah. ruined them. Oh, my gosh. He saw him where up he lived. Oh, my God. He chased him in a Prius. The method. Anyway. <laughs> That could guess, be a. Guess that, who took him down? You I took him down. Congratulations. Is insurance going to pay for that? Yeah, they gave me three grand. They uh, did. They, well, that's horrible damage. I'm sorry that happened I know. to you. It's, it's a lot horrible than what it really is. Yeah, no, but I, I was looking at it as you pulled in, going, I can't see how this accident happened. My yeah. best guess was Mike T Tyson punched it, but no, it's <laughs> a meth head kicked it. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Why? <laughs> yeah. And how do you know Mike Tyson? You're just a guy that walks up. Way back. Well, you know him from way back. Well, meth. You know, a meth head stole my '87 911, so I I know what happens with these meth heads. Oh yeah. But he took care of our car. I had a friend that was a meth head. He stole my. He had a friend that was a meth head. <laughs> Ah, there you go. That's a meth head. They steal your wallet, then they help you look for it. Anyway, thank you for chatting with us. What is this? I'm sorry. Oh, this is just two guys with microphones sitting on Bill's porch. We don't. Am I being punked right now? Yeah, you're. Yes, yeah. I'm Aston Kutcher. The new version. Yeah, the new. Yes, the less successful Aston Kutcher for sure. Well, there you go. That answers that question. That was a much better story than I was even hoping for. I had a feeling there was a story there. I had a feeling there was a story there. Um, what haven't we covered about Bugatti? Because I feel like we covered a lot of the big beats of this story. I've learned the unfortunate fact that somehow I've got to put together money to buy this car. Oh, here's a question. <clears throat> How many of these, you, you're saying, you're guessing this is 2018, 2019, they're all the same. How many are going to be made? 500? 
Yes, the, okay. the, the total production would be five hundred. True, and and there there could be cars available if people wanted to still buy them. They're still mm-hmm. making them. Um, how many Bugatti uh, Chiron Sport press cars are there? I can't imagine they have a fleet of these things. No, it's like me to drive. We've 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 got one in the states. Okay, um, one. And this generally, one. yeah, and generally there's probably one uh, in in Europe. Uh, maybe maybe two press cars in Europe, uh, and and we kind of cycle them through. This car will, I mean, I mean it, it changes a little bit uh, by if there's a new model that they'll right, want it. Right. Uh, but but mm. we'll, we'll put as many as like 20,000 miles on it before we uh, wow. shuffle it out. Oh, I, yeah, I can't, I, you know, this deal, I can't imagine. You, I, to me, it's a car you can drive 100,000 miles. For some reason, I just feel so comfortable in it. I mean, that's that, you know, this is that company that I love with my favorite brands, and I feel it. In uh, the new Bentleys, when I drive them, mm. I go, there's the Porsche in it, the Volkswagen Group, the Ducatis, I feel it. And I definitely felt it in this, you know, that usability, that engineering that just kind of makes it work um, in a way that, you know, makes me crazy. Wow, what a car. Um, what else did I want to ask you? So there, there, so there's just one floating around, this guy. Right. So, some, sometimes we'll have two, two cars. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, but sometimes they get sold kind of out from under, right. under us too. And once this car is done, it will go uh, to a dealer. It'll maybe? yeah. It'll uh, what, <clears throat> what what they do is that uh, the car will go back to France and they'll go through it entirely and make sure everything's. What perfect are you pointing it. at? It's uh, Prius guys back. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. That's a Bugatti. This he's from Bugatti. This is Butch from Bugatti. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. That car is <laughs> now he's two million dollars <laughs> more. Yeah, yeah, twice that. Four. Yeah, yeah. Do not bring your meth head buddy near <laughs> this one, please. <laughs> Four million. Man, that's like a house up in there's yes. no way, man. The oil change on it would be one Prius. It would cost your Prius <laughs> to change the oil on it. <laughs> it's a Bugatti Chiron. Now see, now here we are podcasting, and folks have just stopped here to talk about the car. That is the that's the world of the Bugatti Chiron Sport. It it just gets you that attention I, I all saw the time. Yeah, Bugatti. Actually, it's owned by Bugatti. That's a de- demonstrator. Oh, uh, we are. <laughs> we we're podcasting. That's why we have microphones in our hands. No, neither of us are worth that money. We're just uh, (laughs) testing the car and driving it and enjoying it. Anyways, look at that. You see that? This is fun podcasting out here, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's nice and relaxed, a little more relaxed than Sunday when it gets a little nutty. And (laughs) here we go. Oh, wow. She's happy. (laughs) Yes, it's not a half a million dollar. Uh, whatever it was. That your interview? Uh, we're not paying you for that. This is free. People listen to this for free. Because <laughs> the happiest guy with a dented Prius I've ever seen is. <laughs> is there any happier guy with a completely destroyed Prius in the world? No, that knows Mike Tyson. We haven't really established that <clears throat> that he wasn't the method that kicked in. No, the no, door. he's not. Are you he's sure? not. No, yeah, he could be. You're saying he could be the method? Yeah, yeah this whole thing could be a hallucination. He kicked his own car, and he comes out and goes, God, what what happened here? Must have been that method. Yeah, we just got back from driving it. Now I'm being interviewed here while I'm supposed to be interviewing. 
Oh, you have questions? Yes, sir. Is there anybody out here who has questions while we're broadcasting? 1,500. 1,500 horsepower. Yes. W16 engine. What one thousand one? That's right. Yep. Yeah, one thousand one. And uh, from zero to sixty, what is it? Like one second? Uh, no, two point four. Sixty yeah. one second. Two point four. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty wild acceleration. Now your Prius has what kind of acceleration? No, you don't have to answer that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. We have one. We love them. They're great cars. They're okay. Is that gonna be in the Bentley in Beverly Hills? At Ogara. It has yeah, been there, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you call your friends. <laughs> Tell them we don't have enough interruptions down there. You should get your friends to come down here. And <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, well, if we could ever find one. Jeez, I don't know. Oh, George Hamilton. Right wow. I think my grandmother would love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's still alive. If she's still alive, she'd remember who George Hamilton was. Really? Anyway. This is great because he's like my dad. George Hamilton? Yes. He's George. a wonderful actor from when? The 1910s? Did he yeah. do talkies? <laughs> he, uh, he did Love at First Bite. I saw that. <laughs> love at First Bite. Wow, you could be love like a new. Love at First Bite. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who said that? Oh, my God. <laughs> What do you do for a living? Can I just ask, do you mind? You have good energy. You're, yeah, what do you do? I, I, I'm a spiritual guru. You're a spiritual guru. No, you're not. <laughs> I do comedy, but I'm not funny, though. No, you do have a comedy energy. I do. I, I, work at the, I, I do comedy at the comedy store, but I work for... You're a stand-up? Yes. And you also work for who? Uh, classified information. Oh, come on. <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm in the comedy world. You obviously you don't are. know who I am. Yes. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> that is so great. Brilliant. Okay. Although now we're waiting for you to leave a message for your dad. He gave, he gave me the, no, 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 watch this. Pablo Vasquez Hamilton. Oh, wait. Okay, Google. Yes. Who is Pablo Vasquez Hamilton? Oh, there you are. Your dad is George Hamilton? Yes. Come on. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this is just the turning LA. into the weirdest day. <laughs> of it's, it's, it's L.A., you know? <laughs> do you know that my... You wouldn't know this. I can't believe I started that, do you know? All right. <laughs> you want to hear... Listen to this. Wait. I'm going to blow your mind. Yes. Are you ready? Just listen. I am writing for Seinfeld and moved out here with a beautiful girl who then ended up cheating on me with... <laughs> George Hamilton's <laughs> personal assistant. <laughs> no! What? Yes! You're, yes! You're joking. No, I'm not. No way. So I've always had it out for George Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And by the way, she, she should have left me. I was not a suitable partner at that point. <laughs> so that deserved it. Anyways, I have to end this podcast. Wait, hold on. Hold All right. You you've got more? Oh, yes. No, but this is the. So wait, George Hamilton. Yes. Didn't know you existed until much later on in life. That's yes. the story. So here it is. So here. Uh, now I'm watching Stuart and Hamilton's a reality show on a How phone. You know? Well, I just saw the logo on your phone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is called? What? It's called that was you. HNL. <laughs> What's that mean? A whole nother level. <laughs> We're in 
Vegas. There's your clip. They gave us, they gave us a suite <laughs> with the basketball. Yeah, of course. There was 50 people in there. That was a big show. 50 cents had it before that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'm, that's one thing I'm good at is, is seeing a story when it when it pulls up, right? I, I, I know, and I could tell by the way he spoke that some, he was more than just a guy in a Prius. <laughs> and and unfortunately for us, he was way more than just a guy in a Prius. Anyway, this has been fun, Butch. Um, thank you so much for uh, coming out and doing this um, on a Monday and bringing this car. And thank you to Bugatti for letting me drive it. Um, and enjoy the rest of your time out here, man. Absolutely. Anything else that you want to... Oh, my God. <laughs> now he's threatening to back into the car. Get out of here! <laughs> he waves. <laughs> I think you're right. I think he is the meth head. World's <laughs> most lovable meth head and a busted Prius that he ruined. <laughs> All right, that's it. Let's go back to the studio. And there it is, Zuckerman. Oh, good God. We went long. Long. We went very long. You're right. I've got to get back. I've got to go home and write Dude, right I've now. I've got to make money. I know. And that's it. So uh, anyway, thank you. Fantastic show. I want to thank uh, my sponsors, Hempland USA CBD. I want to thank Manscaped, of course. We love you. And Mac Weldon, I'm wearing your pants right now. How about that? Um, God bless you all. Uh, stay safe. Keep your kids out of school. <laughs> <laughs> with a little luck uh, Zuckerman and I will be here next week thank you Goodbye. thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio brought to you by Hangar 56 listen to new episodes every Wednesday and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts